0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. It's in the huddle, guys. Jason Locke on four. Follow him. Of course, he writes for the Washington Post as well. Follow me. And put him up. See Dukes and this podcast in the huddle. Subscribe. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. We put out new episodes every Tuesday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursdays. And we talk about all things NFL. Obviously, looking back at the divisional round, we'll look ahead to the conference championship on Thursday, breaking down some things with Brian Baldinger. Let's shift gears, man, and talk about the Eagles. I thought they were the most dominant performance, the most dominant team all weekend. They get Hurts back. We wondered if he was completely healthy. He is. Yeah. And this was a situation where, what, Gainwell and Sanders, I think they ran for over 200 yards in this game. I'm not sure... And I'll say this, it's Tuesday. I like the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know Purdy is 8-0 and all of that, but I just think going on the road yes. against that defense is going to be challenging for Purdy. He's not yeah. seen anything like it. But let's talk about how they beat up the Giants, because I thought the Giants were just outmatched, Jason.
1: That, yeah, look, I, I thought the Giants could run the ball a ton and make this a game and hang in there. No, this was pretty much, you knew by the end of the first quarter what where where this game was headed um eagles were better across the board eagles had no i I wondered if they'd come out a little tight you know a little worried because of all the weight of expectations is on them Nope, they came out loosey-goosey we're the better team we're going to show you the better team and we're going to have you know we're going to be able to close up shop by halftime and, and that was effectively the case um yeah man lane johnson looked
0: I mean, I get it. He's not 100%, but he's damn good to me. Is he a uh, beast? Man. He didn't give up, guys. He didn't give up any pressures, okay, at all. Kayvon Thibodeau is over there. Yeah. He has no sacks, no quarterback hits, yeah. no pressures. And Lane Johnson is playing with this this abductor is- yeah. issue. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. No, he's a warrior. Um, look, I, they're a really good team. What are they, like, 15-1 and one when Jalen Hurts plays this
0: year? I mean, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. going to be at home.
1: And, look, Brock Purdy's played two road games. One was at Seattle, which is a team that they know very well, and they had Seattle's number all year. The other was at the Raiders, which was basically a 49ers home game because that's what happens there. He hasn't played – this is a whole nother level. Like, I just don't see him – Man, he looked bad under pressure against mm. the Cowboys. He's going to be under even – these dudes have 75 sacks, including the playoffs, the Eagles. Like, man, that's going to be a problem. That that rotation up front is so deep. They get pressure inside. They get pressure off the edge. Like, they get pressure with their safeties when they bring it. Like, I just don't think that's good news for Brock Purdy. Um, and the 49ers defense has one fatal flaw. They can't defend the deep ball. Yep. Well, I think A.J. Brown had seven touchdowns this year of 25 yards or more. Like, I just think that this defense is going to be leveraged by all the different ways the Eagles can beat them, and I think it will expose their flaws. And I'll say this. Bosa and them guys, you, you better bring in a whole lot more than you brought it against Dallas, man. I mean, Dallas didn't know on Friday who their left tackle was going to be, and I thought it would be an issue, and it was not. Like, the 49ers are going to have to get – Sustained pressure, um, yeah. I, I just think this has the potential to get a little sideways. You know, Kyle Shanahan cannot be uber conservative. Kyle Shanahan, like mm. he's gonna have to. I think if he's gonna stay in this game, he's gonna have to manage this game like the way Zach Taylor kind of went into Buffalo. Like we're gonna we're gonna sling it we're going to keep slinging it. Like, we know that other teams are eventually going to get points, and we've got to outscore them. So I can't try to win this game 13-10 because I'm not going to – as good as my defense is, I'm not holding. Like, the Eagles are going to get their 21, their 24, whatever. How do we get there? How do we get there? And we're not at home. We don't have the crowd working in our favor. You know, turnovers might not go our way. Uh, How do we get there? And I think it's going to require them to – Sling it around. I, I I do. I think it's gonna. he's going to have to try to get Brock Purdy an early lead because if he doesn't, then I think this thing could really snowball the other way. And if that means you ask Purdy to do too much and he throws a pick six, so be it. But I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, hand it off to McCaffrey 25 times and throw nothing but dink and dunk underneath passes, you know, and just have these two-man routes and three-man
0: routes. I don't know that that's going to get it done against this team. You you look at the other teams, we'll use Joe Burrow as an example, or even Patrick Mahomes. Let's just say he was healthy. You don't have to protect them. And you feel like going into this game that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are going to have to protect Purdy. And what I mean by that is exactly what Jason's talking about, guys. Burrow went into Buffalo, you didn't feel like you had to protect him with, we're going to be conservative with our play calling and our our run game. And that wasn't the case. Joe Burrow just did Joe Burrow things, and you didn't have to protect him. I feel like this is the first game because of the circumstances you're talking about, Jason, being on the road in Philly, the atmosphere. You know, he's going to get booed from the time he steps out there, you know, three hours before the game starts, and they might be throwing stuff at him. I don't know if he's prepared for what he's about to experience, And then you're facing a really stout defense. And I just feel like knowing Kyle, as I have, in these kind of games, it's almost like I'm going to – you said it, be conservative and protect my quarterback. If his quarterback has 200 yards throwing, he's okay with that because he feels like he can balance this offense out with jet screens and all that kind of crap to just protect him. And I don't think you can can beat the Eagles that way. No. That's why – I think you got – you said it. You got to go at him. You got to throw the football down the field. And you got to let guys play. And this is where we're really going to find out about Brock Purdy. If Purdy balls out and they find a way to win, then I'll give him all the credit next week when we have this podcast talking about what Purdy is. 8-0 is really good. But I think this is just a different animal to have to manage from his position and what you need to get from your quarterback. I trust Burrow in this situation. I trust Patrick Mahomes healthy in this situation against the Eagles. I don't trust Brock Purdy right now against this defense. And that's why I'm with you. I'm going with the Eagles as we look ahead. Um, before we get to the 49ers and Cowboys, last time we spoke last week, you were talking about Lamar Jackson. They had pressers since yeah. then, right? Yeah. Eric DaCosta, oh, yeah. uh, Bashadi. Nothing so, to see here. Okay. What are you so, guys asking
1: all these Lamar questions. Well, we love Lamar, man. We love Lamar every single day. Uh, so I want to ask you, all we, right? We, they, they had this press conference.
0: And, they, and then Don't I look heard, at his
1: Instagram.
0: Just believe what we said. <laughs> so I heard DaCosta say, and I want to get your thoughts, Chase, because you're close to it. You know these guys. He said, we're confident we can get a deal done with Lamar. But before he said that, one of the sound bites was, it takes two to tango. Oh yeah, And I was, and I was like, what are you saying? Like, Lamar doesn't want to do a deal? And then let's address the other thing. Does he really need an agent? Isn't the market what it should be, and they know what the ceiling is and what the floor is, and we need to meet somewhere in the middle? I don't think this is that hard, but tell me well, where you're at after these press conferences. They just
1: they just did it. Like they traded for Roquan Smith before the deadline. He's barely here two months. He doesn't have an agent. He had a hold-in in Chicago to try to get what he wanted. They didn't think he was worth it. Guess who thought he was worth it? Eric DaCosta and big boss man Steve Bishotti. So there was no negotiation. When they traded for the guy, everybody in the league know he wants $20 million a year, bro. He's an off-ball linebacker, and he thinks he's worth $20 million a year. And maybe he'll get it on the open market, maybe he won't. He didn't even get to the open market. These guys gave it to him. So, yeah, you can do it. Like, talk about Lamar Jackson, the player, versus Lamar Jackson, the agent. No, it's one person the guy you drafted you knew he didn't have an agent when you drafted him you knew he didn't have an agent when Josh Allen's deal got done and you were lowballing him you knew he didn't have an agent when you put the fifth year option on him like nah, you just did a deal you just did the highest priced inside linebacker deal in the history of the NFL now I get it we're talking exponential magnitude in terms of the spending on this deal but the concept's the concept like you don't think he's worth what he thinks he's worth you did think Roquan Smith was worth what he thought he was worth. I mean, it's just a, it's it's the same fundamental issue here. The owner doesn't want to pay him anything close to what he thinks he wants to make. And they can try to go about it different ways. But yeah, look, they said what they had to say because they want to polish this diamond up as much as they can, because this diamond might be going to market. So now nah, Lamar's we're not, not hard to deal with. I mean, it's a little weird of not having an agent, but we're good. I talked to Lamar today. I talked to Lamar every day. Like we're in constant communication with Lamar. Like, if we would have won that game, Lamar probably would have played the next week. Like, no, nah, everything's comky dory. We're good. Nah, man, like Lamar's our guy. Who wouldn't want Lamar? Because what are they gonna say? Like they, when they try to trade him, people are gonna be Probing around and teams trying to figure out well, what really did go on in that training room the last three weeks and what's going on in that locker room. And why did Sammy Watkins say what he said? Why was this guy not traveling with the team in Cincinnati? Like, mm. what's that all about? Like, so, yeah, they, they're doing what they have to do. Um, time is running out. Once they put the tag on him, they have to be prepared to trade him because I don't think he's signing that tag I don't for either. a long time. And now you got a new offensive coordinator who doesn't have the quarterback. You know, like, I just, I don't, I mean. Who's the new, who do you think they're going to hire? I don't know, man. They're going to talk to a lot of people. I, I still wonder at the end of the day, do they promote from within? That's kind of been their, their MO, their quarterback's coach, James Urban. They think really highly of him. Some other teams have talked to him a little bit in the past, um, but they're casting a pretty wide debt. They seem infatuated with, The McVeigh Shanahan thing, which I get. I mean, there's been a lot of successful people who've come out of that. But that process is really just beginning. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, I think March 4th is the cutoff to apply. The 4th of the 7th is the cutoff to apply a franchise tag. If slash when they get to that point without having made any headway with this young man, then I think you've got to tag it with the intention of marketing him to other teams. And this is where I will say the agent thing might come in. Normally you go give a guy permission to speak to other teams about trades, i.e., go find what they're gonna pay you. The agent does that. Like, right. I don't know that Lamar Jackson's gonna be on a phone with Arthur Blank negotiating a deal. Sure. Right now, so that's where the Ravens might have to do it for him. Like the like Eric DaCosta might have to get on the phone with those guys and find out what they're really willing to pay and then funnel it back to Lamar. I mean, I don't know. Like that part of it could, if he's on exclusive rights tag, which means you can't talk to other teams, except they grant permission. for you to talk to other teams, you know, the division of labor there could be a little awkward, but the Ravens might have to go find his deal. Like that. That's why you have all these people working there, right? He's one kid, whatever, well, 26, not a kid, one young man, You've got your whole enterprise there, your your team that's probably worth $5 billion. If you have to broker the trade, broker the trade.
0: Yeah, it, it shouldn't matter. Let, let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll talk about the Cowboys 49ers as we'll wrap this edition up of In the Huddle, guys. Thursday, Brian Baldinger will be here. We'll talk about what's coming up this weekend in the conference championship games, break down these games, strategy, et cetera. If he goes somewhere else, who the hell is quarterbacking the Ravens? Because what I saw with the backups, I don't trust either one of those guys to be a playoff uh, contending no. quarterback in that division. Yeah, like I think
1: there's some guys who would fit. You know, I think Ryan Tannehill, if if they they told you, I mean, the one thing I won't – one of the things I'll buy from that uh, press conference was Harbaugh saying, look, whoever the offensive coordinator is, like there's certain things we do here that we're always going to do. They've got Dobbins, they've got they're Gus Edwards. The ball. Yeah, they're right? gonna run the ball. they've got an offensive line that can road grade you. And they think their defense is elite, and, and maybe it'll prove to be. Um, so like a Ryan Tannehill's perfectly equipped to only throw it, you know, 20 to 25 times, try to kill you on play action, hit the deep, hit the deep balls, and hand it off. Like, so you know, I think he could be a caretaker. I like the season Jacoby Brissett had Jacoby percent early down play action was really effective. Like, and he's a guy who's not going to care if he throws it 35 times, 40 times. Like, cause again, I don't think that's who they're going to be. So there's options out there. You know, they'll be in position to draft a quarterback in all likelihood, you know, if they make a deal with a Carolina or an Atlanta, we'll have a top 10 pick, but that kid's whoever he is, not, not going to be ready to play. And with the way they're built, they're telling people we're not rebuilding, you know, we're, we're a Super Bowl contender next year. I think you need a red shirt year for whoever that is. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's got, you know, like, you could run the gamut, you know. There's a, a Gardner, Minshew, a Heineke. I don't think they would want to go that route. You know, around here, people are excited about Derek Carr. I'm not. I'm not, but, like, you can get them and it won't cost you a whole lot, you know, in terms of draft compensation, uh and the trade. So there's a, there's you know, they can find a caretaker. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be interesting. It's one of the big stories we'll be following this offseason. And guys, it's not going anywhere. I agree with Jason that the, if you're Lamar, you're not signing a franchise tag deal. You just you, there's no reason squat to squat on it. You, 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 there's no reason to. So you can still get what you want, which is ultimately the money you want, and or at least close to it. And be where you want by not signing that. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 17, check that, 15 interceptions this year. It's the most he's thrown since 2017. Seven years in the league, Jace, and and his mistakes cost them, plain yeah. and simple. The two, I thought the two picks were the difference in the game because, yeah. again, scoring opportunities were limited. And yeah. now everybody's freaking out about what's going to happen. So what's going to happen? McCarthy staying? You stay in the course with Dak. Obviously you just paid him. You just got to get him better. Does Dan Quinn leave or does Dan Quinn take over? There's a lot of questions right now about the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jerry Jones thought he had a Super Bowl roster. Like I think he'll continue to look at it that way. Um, He's got a lot invested in the quarterback. I, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy there. You know, I think Dak Prescott goes into next year as their starter. Um, Letting Amari Cooper walk ended up really biting them in the in the backside. And that's Jerry. Jerry didn't think he was worth 20 million bucks. Yeah. Um, they could have really used another another outside deep ball guy. You know, Gallup is
0: yeah,
1: he's all right, but Gallup with Cooper on the other side and Lamb in the slot and Schultz in the slot. Now that different. okay, different. that's a different animal. They never got there. Um I don't think – the only way I think something happens with McCarthy is if some team is on the precipice of hiring Dan Quinn and there's a part of Jerry Jones that's just like, I can't lose this guy. Like, you know, maybe my quarterback is more flawed than I thought. We've got to be a monster on defense and these dudes play their tail off for him. I think they have some flaws on defense too, but – but more likely than not, I don't think anything changes. Kellen Moore is not getting a head coaching job. I mean, I, I would move. I would, be, I would move off of Kellen Moore. I would. I think we've seen that it is what it is. There was a lot of sizzle about him. I don't know about the state. A lot of sizzle. He's been amazing at generating headlines and people in the media. Even three, four years ago, tell you How great he was. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Whoever drew up. Those shenanigans at the end of the
0: game, <laughs> was he, like, if that's his yeah. play, you got to go. Yeah, gotta, it was, was weak sauce. It was, it was weak sauce. I, uh, yeah, the Kellen Moore thing, I'm not sold on. I haven't been for the last few years. I think that's something, two things that have to happen in Dallas. And we're going to talk more about this as we move along, guys, because we got a long offseason with these teams now that are out of the playoffs. You got to challenge Dak. That doesn't mean you bring in another quarterback, but he's got to be challenged in a way that he's not been challenged to be better. And then the other thing is just, you know, from a play calling standpoint, Zeke's going to take a pay cut. We'll get into that because he's going to, you know, he still paid an old, a lot of money. Uh, He's going to have to take a restructured deal. Pollard now broke leg coming off of the injury. You know, that was a big deal because they probably wanted to keep Pollard, but that may change their opinions. So the Cowboys have a lot of stuff going on. But I do think you're right. A lot will not change simply because I think they're going to stay the course. And here's the thing. I keep hearing Sean Payton, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not taking a job where Jerry is in control of the player personnel. Exactly. He's not doing it. So that's not going to happen While as long as Jerry's going to say, hey, I'm still in control of the player personnel. So there's a lot there, guys. But the Cowboys simply didn't make enough plays, and they got outplayed by the 49ers. 19-12, close game, good defensive struggle. But this is where you needed Dak to wheel his way and make plays, and he wasn't able to do it, and that's why everybody's doubting what this thing's going to be moving forward. Jace, we got to run out of here, man. We got to get out of here. I hope you have a great weekend. Who do you, you like, too. by Happy the way? Birthday. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, bro. How? how uh, who do you like, by the way? Moving on this weekend. I I, I think it's Cincinnati and Philadelphia, man, in the Super Bowl. I, I and it it might not be super close. I agree. I like both of those teams. I just think the way things are setting up for both teams. We're going to talk with Brian Baldinger on Thursday. Make sure you're here. Subscribe to the podcast in the huddle. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, guys. For Jason Lock on Four, I'm Carl Dukes. Dylan, thank you so much, producer of this show. We appreciate you as always. Everybody, have a great day.